0: You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. That video is called The Christmas Gospel because at the very heart of the Christmas story is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The coming of Jesus wasn't just about a baby being born, but about the saviour of the world coming into the world to save us. Would anybody say amen? amen. Good, morning. Good morning. Ah, come on, try her, now. that. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you all in this morning. We're getting so close to Christmas. It's all getting exciting now at this stage. I can't wait to see what Elma's after getting me. Not that she's not in the room here, like, and kind of raising the expectations here. Like, you know, Everybody has some kind of a dream of Christmas. So remember when I was a kid, we loved the old Bing Crosby song. Anybody know that one? You should. Amen. Of a white Christmas, no singing, Michael, no singing. I remember dreaming of you know a great Christmas or a happy Christmas. I remember I always asked my mother, I've told this before. I used to ask my mother before it came to Christmas, said, What do you want for Christmas, ma'am? She'd say, A bit of peace, boy. A bit of peace. I remember thinking, what a stupid thing to ask for, like a bit of peace, like Angie is something nice. And now when my kids come and say to me, Dad, what would you like for Christmas? Not that they ever do that. What did you like for Christmas? I say, a bit of peace, bye. A bit of peace would be lovely. Everybody has dreams. Everybody has dreams in their heart or in their heads or in their souls. You have dreams. To dream and to long and to want is all part of the human condition. If you're not dreaming, you're not alive. If you're not longing, you're not alive. If there isn't an aching and a longing in your soul for something, then there's something wrong with you. You're no longer a human being, I would humbly suggest to you. You see, we talk about, you know, finding the dream job. You know, I got the dream job. Or or, or, you you find finding the dream house. Or going on the dream holiday. Or finding the dream girl. Would any of the husbands here in the room say they have met the dream girl? Put your hand up if you have. Three of us have met the dream girl. Lads, you're going to be poisoned with arsenic in the turkey this Christmas, I can tell you that. And of course, for the girls meeting their dream man. Amen. Would any of the girls say they've met the dream man? Why isn't your hand up, Marilyn? I can see from here, that's it. Good job. Good job. I was watching Marilyn and, and Patricia here during the worship songs, and they were moving. It was like two of the three degrees. They were just having such a good time. Sisters, you've got the moves. You've got the moves. But we all have dreams, and we all have dreams of something that is different. But you know, some dreams are much deeper. They're longings, achings. Sometimes they're dreams to be set free. Sometimes they're dreams to have something restored. Sometimes... They are dreams for longing to be fulfilled in our lives. Sometimes even a God-given longing waiting to be fulfilled in our lives. The Christmas story is full of dreams. And it was God speaking in dreams. Do you know that God still speaks to people in dreams? Do you know that people are having dreams, particularly you hear stories in in the Christian media, particularly happening around the areas of the Middle East and North Africa, people having dreams of Jesus, people from Muslim backgrounds having dreams of Jesus and becoming Christians. There's so many testimonies about it. It simply must be true that it's happening. So many people coming to know the Lord. God still speaks in dreams. But sometimes when he speaks to us in dreams, it may not be exactly what we want to hear. Amen. It may not be that you're going to win the lottery. I don't think anybody has ever woke up and gone, 714 Nobody. It's never happened to a Christian yet. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. I hope it happens to me someday, but there you go. There you go. But I want to look today at some of the dreams from the scriptures. And I want to start off I'm looking at Matthew's Gospel chapter 1 and 2. We're looking at the Christmas story, of course, lads, because of the day that's in it. But there's something important at this. And the, the first part to remember is this, in this story something really, really, really unique and unusual has happened. Something that's never happened in history before and something that would never happen in history again. And that is Mary, while she is at her prayers is visited by an angel and the angel tells her you you're going to have a baby. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and you will be You will conceive a baby from the most high God himself. And Mary is blown away. She says, how can this happen to me? And he says, this is how it's going to happen to you. And she says, blessed are you. You're going to be blessed amongst women. All the days you're going to be known as a blessed person. But alongside this in the story, Mary has to come home and she has to tell her boyfriend, Joseph. No, his fiance, his betrothed. You can use whatever term you like, but I like to call it boyfriend. Boyfriend and girlfriend, it's good enough for me. So he comes along and she comes, she has to tell her boyfriend, and then he calls to her one day after work. Mary, how's it going, girl? And she comes over and says, I have news for you, Joseph. Yeah, what is it? He kinda of maybe is hearing news about a dowry because they're getting married. And she says, I'm pregnant. His jaw hits the ground. I don't have a long enough jaw to make it happen, but it did. His jaw hits the ground. What? 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 How? I mean, I know he says to her, how did this happen? But he's not a fool. He knows how it happens. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and she says, well, the Holy Spirit has conceived a baby in me. And he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe her story. She's his girlfriend. He's about to marry her. But he doesn't believe this story because it just seems so utterly out there. Because Joseph's not a fool. He knows how babies are made. And so he goes off and he begins to make plans. But Joseph at the same time is a very good guy. He's a very decent man. He's a righteous man, the Bible calls us. And he's been called to do an incredible job. A job bigger than any of us might be able to do if it came to us in our time, in our lives. And it says this about Joseph. That Joseph, to whom Mary was engaged, was a righteous man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. He didn't believe her story, and you know, the people around him wouldn't believe the story. It was an unbelievable story that an angel came. Come on, Mary, you are kidding me or what? And so Joseph makes a decent plan. He's not going to humiliate her publicly. He knows it's not his child. He knows the deal, and he's And he's gone about his plan to do something decent and kind, even in the midst of all this. Remember the society he's in. It's a moralistic society. It's a religious society. It's a a society where social pressure is very, very significant. And the chances of social exclusion and economic exclusion all ride on this. So he's got to mind his own character, because otherwise his own life could be in trouble. And the scriptures record this, a beautiful story. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Not for the first time in the scriptures do we see an angel appearing in a dream. He goes on, Joseph, son of David, the angel said to him, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, because he was afraid, to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She's not telling you some make-up story. This is real, Joseph, the angel says to him in his dream. The the child that she is conceiving her is conceived of the Holy Spirit. That's a bit of a jaw-dropper as well. Goes on to saying She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You see, they wanted to be saved from the Romans, or from religious oppression, or social oppression, or economic oppression. But he knew that they needed to be saved from their sins. Whatever enemy you think you might have, that one there is your biggest enemy. It is your most mortal enemy, your sins. That's the thing that you need to be saved of more than anything else. It is the top of the order. You see, everybody, every human being you've ever met is looking to be saved. Every human being you've ever met is looking to be rescued they might think that rescue will come in the perfect relationship or the perfect home or the perfect car the perfect job or a long fulfilled in their lives but every one of them actually needs to be saved from their sins including you and me and whether you are nine weeks a christian or 90 years a christian you still need to be saved from your sins hallelujah and jesus still saves us from our sins hallelujah goes on to say all of this occurred to fulfill the message the Lord's message through his prophet prophet Isaiah speaking 700 years before these events said this look the virgin will conceive and she will give birth to his son and they will call him Emmanuel we sing it so often which means God is with us hallelujah do you believe that God is with you do you believe he's with you in your life? Do you believe he's with you for your future? He is, brothers and sisters. Take it in. It is God for us. But that was the easy bit. The dream is the easy bit. Because then Joseph has to wake up and face the real world. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and he took Mary as his wife. Now you think, oh yeah, that's what, it was easy. I mean, the Lord spoke to him and he just obeyed. Oh yeah? Yeah along with all of the social opprobrium that would have come with it, along with all of the shame that could potentially come with it, along with all the whispers and the gossips which would have happened in this culture just like they happened in that culture, like all the possibility of economic difficulty. Because nobody wanted to do business with an immoral man who was sleeping with his girlfriend. Nobody wanted to touch him. And when he went to the synagogue, people would look the other way and whisper in one of the ears, that's Joseph, you know what he did with Mary. And everybody would know it. And so when he made this decision to 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 obey the Lord, he took a huge risk. Because following Jesus involves risk, brothers and sisters. It's called faith. That's what it's called. And he follows and he he decides to take this woman as his wife despite the fact that he knows that this is not his child, but he accepts God, takes him at his word. And you you know, I've often read this story and thought, you know, what would I do? I'd probably be like, Joseph, you know, take Mary, come on, we're going to do this together, baby. We were born to run or some kind of crazy notion like that. But the truth of it is, I don't know that I would have because the price was so high of him accepting this angelic visitation, this voice, in his dreams but it's only the first of his dreams that's only the very first of his dreams in actual fact in Matthew's gospel chapter 1 and chapter 2 it records four dreams that Joseph has and one that the magi have and there's all these dreams happening why is it so much going on about dreams because God wanted to speak and he wanted to speak clearly to his people and clearly instruct them about the route that they should go you know God can speak to you clearly don't you You know that if you have a mystery or you are wondering, God can speak to you clearly. I want to look at some of these dreams just for a moment. And I believe today that it's got prophetic import for people either in this room or watching in online or those who love people who are not in this room. I want you to take the prophetic import and apply it yourself. I really feel the Lord said to me, don't be too prescriptive in this. I don't want to describe for you your circumstances. You know them very well. You know your longings. You know your hopes. You know your dreams and your prayers. And as we look at these dreams that were had, I want you to apply them to your own life and look into your own heart. I believe God will speak to you if your heart is open and, uh, it, and your ears are listening to him. Dream on. So here's, here's four more dreams that were had in the story. The first was the dream of the Magi. They had come to visit. And this is what the scripture says. It says, when it was time for the Magi to leave, they, the Magi, returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. God had warned them in a dream, not to return to Herod. They had a dream, they were going to go back to Herod, but God spoke directly to them. And when he was speaking to the Magi, by the way, he was speaking to the master dream interpreters. These people made a living out of interpreting the dreams of others. That's what they did. It was part of the whole gig of being one of the Magi. And he gave them warning and he gave them wisdom. Let me just say this to you. When God speaks to you in your life, or speaks to those around you, very often it will involve a change of of direction. Are you willing to change direction in your life if God speaks to you? Has God already spoken to you to change direction? Is this an affirmation, a confirmation to you that you need to change the direction that you are going in? If you're wondering, ask God. He will speak clearly to you. The scripture says, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. That's what the scripture says. Or her, if you're a her looking for wisdom. By the way, I'm just quoting it from an older translation, the NIV. Here's one of the dreams that Joseph has. It's a dream of escape. So many people have dreams of escape. I've met so many people who have dreams. Dreams of escaping a a dead-end job or a broken relationship or a habit or an addiction and they just want to escape. God gives us a way out when we need a way out. Would anyone say amen? God, the scripture is full of it. It says that God gives us the opportunity to escape. It was a way out. Here's what it says. After the wise men were gone, the angel of the Lord appeared again to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother and you see the fulfillment of Hosea chapter 11 and verse 1 in that same passage because this is confirming all of these dreams are confirmed by the words of the prophets who spoke hundreds and hundreds of years earlier do you know somebody who's dreaming of an escape do you need an escape do you need a way out today trust God he can open the door for you would anyone say amen, amen. there was more dreams There was about this one what about a dream of return what about the dream and the longing of return? Joseph goes to Egypt, probably went to Alexandria. That's what's thought that's about where he went. Alexandria was a city of a million people and up to a third of them were Jews. And so he would have had a great community there. And yet God tells him and again calls him back. He says, when Herod died, the angel of the Lord appeared again to Joseph in a dream in Egypt. Get up, he said, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of of Israel. And so having been upheaved with his marriage, he is then upheaved and sent to Egypt. And now he's upheaved and dragged back to the land of Israel. And he has a dream of return. You know, for some people, I really honestly believe that God wants to speak and say you need to return. Return primarily, firstly, to him. You need to get yourself right with him first of all. Don't any longer be a, a dweller on the threshold. No longer hanging back and holding back. God wants you to return. You know, during this time of pandemic, during this time of upheaval, especially in the church, I believe God is speaking to some today and saying you need to return to the church. You need to be amongst God's people again. Don't let the habits that get into your system, Tom spoke about them very well a couple of weeks ago. Don't let the habits, the bad habits, or the perhaps even the ease with which we can do, do life in this current time get to you? Maybe the Lord is calling you to return. Perhaps there is someone here. Perhaps there are many here who know someone, who loved the Lord once upon a time, but their hearts have grown cold. Maybe for you there is a dream of return that this person will be restored. Maybe God will speak to them in their dreams. Amen? Amen. Amen. With the last dream I want to look at this morning. And it's this one. It was the dream of direction. God directs His people. Amen. Yeah. Does God direct his people or not? Does God show the way? It starts off in the desert with the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Works its way all the through. God speaks. He speaks in various ways through prophets and dreams and so on and so forth. We'll get to it in a second. Finally, God gives him a dream of direction. After being warned in a dream, Joseph left for the region of Galilee. And so the family went and lived in the town called Nazareth. And that's recorded in Matthew chapter 2. And it reflects that Jesus then says, as was fulfilling the word of the prophet that he would be called a Nazarene. God gives a dream of direction. Do you need direction in your life? God still speaks in dreams and gives direction to people. But he does even better than that. But there's a couple of things I want you to pay attention to amongst all of these dreams of Joseph. That all of these dreams didn't make his life easier. They actually made his life more filled with upheaval, more filled with difficulty. But in obeying God, he didn't get an easy way, but he got the right way. Would anyone say amen? Sometimes when God speaks to us, he doesn't always offer us an easy way. Sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. But he always offers us the right way. And so in doing this, Joseph has to go the hard road. You know, there's an old saying by one of the evangelical writers. He said, said, an open door does not necessarily mean an easy way. Just because a door opens in your life doesn't mean that things are going to be easy. But that God is still at work in your life. The other thing I want you to pay attention to is this. In all of Joseph's dreams. Joseph is not the central character. It isn't all about Joseph. It's not even all about Mary. It is all about about Jesus. All of Joseph's dreams relate directly to Jesus, to Jesus' welfare, to Jesus' protection, to Jesus' provision. All of the dreams relate directly to Jesus. He is the central part of every part of the story of the Bible, of the story of the church, of the story of believing people of God. He has always been the central part of every one of them. All the law and the prophets spoke about this coming of Jesus. He is the center of the whole story and he needs to be the center of our lives, brothers and sisters. Amen. Do we believe that? Because he is our Savior, the one who is going to save us. I'm going to move, I'm going to move on. Let me talk to you about dreams just generally, just for a second, and that is this. You know, sometimes we have dreams and, and, and we wonder what do those dreams mean. Sometimes we can dream In code, like, you know, over the years, I've spoken to so many people who've had dreams, and they wondered what those dreams meant. You know, people would say, you know, I I was in a dream, and I was driving, I was wearing a blue jumper, and I was in an orange car, and, and the windscreen wipers are on, and as I was driving up the road, a woman waved at me, and a dove landed on the bonnet. What do you think my dream means? And I'm going, well, I don't know what that dream means. It doesn't mean anything. It sounds like you just had a spice bag too late. Or maybe you're, you, you should ease back in the cheese at night or something. I don't know what your dream means. I mean, does the dream always have to have a meaning? I was out running one day and, and, and I thought I saw a really prophetic sign. I was running in Carrigaline, this lovely road between Carrigaline and Crosshaven. I said, running and landed on the footpath right in front of me. A white pigeon, a snow white pigeon, extremely, extremely rare. A pigeon landed on my path and I stopped and I said Lord what are you saying to me and I didn't hear anything so I just carried on running I thought it might be a sign it wasn't a sign at all it was just a white pigeon landed on the path it's okay because when God wants to speak to his people he's well able to speak clearly if you're worried about what your dream means and it's very cryptic or you're really unsure don't worry about it would anyone say amen Put it to the back of your head. If God wants to speak to you, he will make it clear. Let me tell you something that is the, uh, the, behind the narrative of the, of the Scriptures, and that is that in the Scriptures... It is people who don't believe and who don't know God and who don't know Jesus who have cryptic dreams. They can't understand them. Think about Joseph, uh, Think about the, the baker and the, the cupbearer in the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. Or think about Nebuchadnezzar having his dreams in the book of Daniel and, and Daniel interprets them. And, um, and think about Pharaoh having the dream and Joseph interprets the dream. So it's the unbeliever who dreams and doesn't understand the dream. It's the Christian, the believing person who believes in God, who says God actually interprets all dreams, is the person who brings... The interpretation. So if you don't understand the dream, forget about it. Are you with me? Because if God wants to speak to you, He will speak clearly what He wants you to do. And you know, I want to say this to you, you could in actual fact turn out to be the, uh, the, 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 the prophet in somebody's life. Maybe somebody on a Zoom meeting in work, or maybe you actually go to work work, in, in, on, a, on a site or in a factory, or, or maybe you actually meet people for work, and maybe somebody tells you a story about a strange dream they had. Maybe you could be the interpreter of that dream. Wouldn't that be powerful? But I'm telling you, if the interpretation of that dream is anything other than that person needs to be saved and come to know Jesus, I'll be having you. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's not, well, I think the Lord is telling you. that you No, you need, you need to come to know Jesus. That's the real message. Are you with me? Do you agree with me? It's okay if you don't, that's all right. I still believe it myself anyway, so you're grand. Here's the thing about it, right? All the, all the way along, as, the, as we read the words of the prophets and we read the words of the law, there is a message in the middle of it all, and that message always comes back to Jesus. He is the central character of the story of the Bible and the central character of the story of your life, the central character of the story of your destiny, the central character of the story of your purpose. He is the reason that you have been returned and restored and redeemed. That's who he is. This is what Paul writes to the Hebrew Christians in the first, in the first chapter of the book of Hebrews. He says, long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. They did all sorts of crazy things. Some of them went around in the nude and prophesied. Some of them made big signs that wrote and wrote crazy words like Shazar Shalal Hashbaz and wrote all sorts of cryptic terms on these signs, and they spoke in so many ways and dreams and all sorts. But then, this is what Paul says. And now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. If you don't know what to do, listen to the Son. If you don't know how to live, listen to the Son. Are you with me? If you're confused about a dream or something cryptic going on in your life, don't worry about it. Listen to the Son. Because as Peter said to him, Lord, you alone have the words of eternal life. You alone have the words of eternal life. And so as we make our decisions and our choices, as we have our dreams, let them all be interpreted. Let them all be figured out by the words of the Son, Jesus Christ. Would anybody say amen? Will you stand with me? We're going to sing and we're going to pray. Because I want to pray today for those of you who are longing to see someone return to the Lord. I'm going to pray for those, some of you here, who need a way of escape. I want to pray today for some of you who need wisdom or need direction in your lives. And the one we're going to pray to is we're going to pray to Jesus. Why are we going to pray to Jesus? Because He's the Alpha and the Omega, He is the beginning and He is the end. He's he was and is and is to come he is the Almighty of the increase of his government there will be no end are you with me Are you with me? He's the one that we need to look to. He's the one we turn our faces to. He's the one who has saved you, is saving you, and will save you. He is your protector. He's your peace giver. And he is your provider. That's why we are going to listen to Jesus. That's why we're going to listen to the Son. If you'll pray with me, would you raise your hands to heaven? Lord Jesus, for all of my brothers and sisters here today. Lord, for those who need wisdom, let your Holy Spirit give them wisdom, Lord. From your word or in dreams, and let your word confirm the dreams that they have had. Will anyone say amen? For anybody needing direction today, Lord, may they hear your voice clearly for their lives, Lord. Lord, speak to them in any manner you choose, Lord. But above all, speak to them through your Word, Lord Jesus Christ, for any of those here today, Lord, who need a way of escape—they're stuck in a difficult situation, and they know that it is Your will that they escape. Lord, would You open a door for them that no man can shut? Lord, will You show them the road out of that difficulty, of that despair, of that depression, of that situation? Would You show them the road out? And Lord, with my heart on my sleeve, I pray today, Lord, for those that I love and I long for, that they might. Return to Jesus Christ their saviour Lord I pray Lord we pray for those Lord who are not following you no Lord may they return with singing and enter Zion with singing and everlasting joy would be upon their heads as the prophet Isaiah has said Lord let them be restored let them be returned and for the people Lord who the devil has scattered through this pandemic Lord may they be restored to your people restored to your church restored to their faith restored in their hearts, restored in their minds, and restored in their souls. And we pray all of this in the one, only, mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to sing, we're going to sing Angels We Have Heard on High. And when we sing, we're going to sing a couple of choruses of angels we have heard on high. I love it. Gloria, I love a bit of Latin. Anytime you speak to me in Latin, if you want to get me on site, talk me in Latin, okay? I love a little bit of Latin. But we're going to sing that song and we're going to just break. We're going to close in prayer and then the guys in the atrium are going to make their way out first and then we'll resume the song and close the meeting here. So let's, you can clap, you can hum, you can dance, you can move.
1: Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains. And the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strain. stay Inspire your heavenly song we close in our prayer this morning
0: would you raise your hands to heaven as we finish up this morning and we join with the angels singing glory to god in the highest hallelujah glory to god in the highest lord we pray that the glory of god will be evident in our lives through this coming christmas lord We pray, Lord, that we would know your presence in every one of our circumstances, at every meal we take, in every conversation we have, Lord, and in the dead of night. Speak to us in our dreams by your Holy Spirit. Remind us, comfort us, remind us, Lord, that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. That what you have begun, you will complete. That you are the author and you are the finisher of our faith may we look to you be transfixed with you we pray this coming season in Jesus mighty name and God's people said amen God bless you brothers and sisters we're gonna keep on playing here the atrium are gonna make their way down thank you guys may God bless you richly this coming Christmas season may God bless you we're gonna continue playing just for another two minutes and then we're gonna let the center go God bless you
1: angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plain, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strain.